Hi, I'm Cece, and welcome to the Barry Dyers Podcast, where we share our most intimate insecurities, bariatric stories, and battle with obesity. So grab a cup of inspiration with me as we figure out life, post up together. We are so excited to announce that ProCare Health is sponsoring the Barry Diaries podcast. ProCare Health wants to tackle some of the stigmas of bariatric surgery. For example, one of the toughest part of being a bariatric patient is making sure we are getting in all those vitamins and checking in with our doctor to see if we actually achieve proper absorption. ProCare Health is specially formulated for bariatric patients and know what our bodies need. Not only do they take out the guesswork and make it easy for us to achieve our vitamin goals, but they also give us vitamins that taste like dessert. Win, win. And they're easily digestible. Did I mention dark chocolate squares and cinnamon rolls? Give them a try. Use code BERRYPOD to save at ProCareNow.com. Hello, hello. Today we have Anna and her Instagram is sparkle on the sleeve. I like that. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, ma'am. So I just wanted to get you on here. You sent me a message on Instagram. Yes. Yes, I did. Yep. Yeah. That you wanted to share your story. What brought you to send me a message on Instagram and why is it important for you to share your story? You know, I get emotional every time I, you know, think about it and talk about it because it has reached so many people. It has inspired so many people and it's just given me more, like more um, of the motivation to stay out there and keep posting and keep keep motivating people to do it like I have countless friends who now have gone through the process and they're just like you were such an inspiration to me like it it's it's like I didn't know it was gonna be like this so yeah it's it's exciting to see it it's motivating to see it it's exciting it's and that's that's just why I keep doing it and I know and I know different podcasts have, um, um, have a lot of the followers. And so, if, you know, I could reach as many people, you know, as possible, then that, then that's great. And I don't, you know, I don't do it for, you know, any recognition on my part. It's that I can see that it truly, truly matters. Yeah, it does. You want to scream it from the rooftops. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were just talking about on the last episode. You just want to tell everybody. Okay, have you heard the Barry Darius podcast or do you listen uh, to us? Yes, yes, religiously. Oh, thank you. That makes me feel good. Thank you. So, you know, I like to start off every episode with stats because I think that's yeah. encouraging. People mm-hmm. want to know what your highest weight is, your surgery weight, your current weight, your height. Like they want to compare, right? You know, we all yep. do it. Um, so my heaviest weight was 310 pounds and my surgery weight was, um, 279 and my current 165. Awesome. Wow. I have gone up about 10, 15 ish pounds due to stress and things going on and moving and getting kind of out of my routine and my um my day-to-day like yeah yeah I would say routine like things I do every single day but I'm getting back to that and finding my own routine and rhythm I hear Um, you I hear you so what brought you to where you needed bariatric surgery do you even know what what, yeah. what caused it? Okay. I I've been the bigger girl um in like in my friend circle ever since I was really 12, 12, 13. Um and it just, you know, me and my best friend would share the clothes and then it just seemed like hmm, I'm not 
my friend is not getting as big as me and I'm getting bigger than her. And I just was comfortable with that. Um, or I became content in that. Um, and throughout high school and college, I would diet and exercise as much as I could. Um, but it never seemed to come off. Like I had done, you know, and in college I had done um, Advocare, Isogenics, Slim Fast, Weight Watchers, you name it, I did it. The, the, the pills, the Garnia Garcia pills, those who somehow get from China or wherever you get them and they're supposed to be a pill. Um, And then I was referred to weight management after, um, so I only have one kidney. Um, I was born with one kidney not working at all and one not working right. And when I met with my kidney doctor, I said, hey, I've been trying to lose weight and it's just not coming off. It's not coming off at the speed that, you know, my, my boyfriend was eating the same time, uh, the, the same things at the time we were working out together. And I know men and women like lose weight at different rates and, and everything, but I should have seen more results than I did based on what I was doing. And after talking to multiple people, they were like, yeah, you really should be seeing more results. But I was, so my kidney doctor expressed to me that when a body is without an organ, it, um, and then you try and diet and exercise, your body goes into like a starvation mode and holds on to any sugars that you take in, any fats that you take in, it takes it in and stores it rather than using it to burn off calories and fat. It kind of counteracts itself. So I, so at that time I realized that, Hey, Anna, you're not doing anything wrong. It's that you just need a little bit of help mm-hmm. to get your, to get your body moving in the right direction. Um, so then I got referred to weight management and I got on some appetite suppressant pills, which helped a little bit, but still not as much as they mm-hmm. wanted me to. And then when I met with the bariatric doctor, she said, really, Anna, the next thing that we can do for you is, is weight loss surgery. And I said, weight loss surgery, that's not for me. Like that's for people who are like five, 600 pounds. And, you know, cause I've watched all those shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not really that big because I didn't look at, like, I didn't look at myself as, as obese. I, I get, you know, in a way I you know, I knew that I was bigger than a lot of my friends, but I was, again, I was content. Um, and then when I was at a doctor's appointment and I read morbidly obese, I lost it. I was like, that's it. I am done taking care of me. Uh, sorry. I'm done taking care of everybody else, you know, cause I was, you know, I'm just a people person. I, love people. I work for people. I will, you know, give this, give this shirt off my back for anybody that needs it. And I will run myself very thin for people. And I said, Nope, I'm done. I'm going to take care of me. I'm 2019 is my year. So I, I said, all right, I'm all in. So I decided on the sleeve. And the process just happened. Um, I had the surgery June 25th of 2019. The only only regret, everything went perfect. The only regret is that I didn't do it sooner. Girl, I, Mm -hmm. that's everyone's uh, regret. Yeah. That's, it's tough. It's. Me too. I, I say it almost every episode. I wish I did it when my kids were little and it makes me cry. And I just like, but the only thing I can do is just be Be here now and Mm -hmm. be thankful that I found Mm -hmm. my blessing because it's just, damn, it just, it sucks. I mean, you, you really do wish you found it sooner. Yeah. Yeah. So and it just, it, 
just started happening. I mean, the weight just came off the way it was supposed to. And I was amazed that um, in the first month, I lost 70 pounds. Holy shit. I, it, it just worked. It just, it just, it was like, um, it, it, it was just, just like a something switched in your body <laughs> and said, Hey, okay, we can let it go. Cause that's how mine was. And I think a lot of people are like that, that have medical issues that your mm -hmm. body's just not letting it go. Cause I was the same way. I could not lose weight no matter what I did or what I ate or what. And so I would give up and I'd binge eat and then I would try again. <laughs> and then, you know, and I, I just could not lose weight. So I just gave up. And um, as soon as I had surgery, the first month, I think I lost like 30 pounds. And I was like, what the hell? Like, yeah. it just worked. It kind of reboots your body, right? Yep. Yeah. Like it, reboots it. Yeah, it definitely resets it, you know, and y your body, like after the surgery, your body just learns how to live with your new stomach. Mm -hmm. how to eat you know when when me and my friends go out I have two two to three chicken wings and they're like you're done and I'm like yeah I'm done yeah it's, it's crazy. just but you're used to um and so for people who don't want to have surgery or don't you know are scared I this is this is one thing that's taught me too is we get in this mindset that we have to have a breakfast, lunch, and a dinner. And really what I feel is that we just need to eat when we're hungry and we need to eat the right things. Yeah. Don't try not to listen to your head as to, Oh, it's almost dinner time. And I work pretty soon, or it's, um, you know, it's almost nine o'clock and I need to leave for work. And, you know, I haven't had breakfast. Just get out of the assumption that you have to eat yeah and you know and in today's world the portions are so big and we have food at every single every single stoplight it seems like every single yeah like you know every block and that was probably one thing too that um enabled me to, to gain weight every year or you know every six months was because I was driving to school and I was driving to college and I I was like oh I, you know I better grab you know a breakfast a sandwich or something to wake me up you know for class or I better you know I better grab lunch in between my you know my two classes or something or mm -hmm. it's just it, I just I wish I didn't do that mm -hmm. but then maybe I needed that time in my life to to help me to where I am now. You talked about you when you were younger and you were gaining weight. Do you know why you were gaining weight and your friends were? Did you have a trauma that happened or was it your thyroids messing up or like, do you know why you were eating more? I don't believe I had something traumatic happen in my life. Um, I My mom did daycare and I was homeschooled. So I do remember sitting down most of the morning most of the day and then just not being as active as I wanted to be um as maybe I should have been or I mean um I grew up on a hobby farm and I should have taken advantage of a lot more than I did um I I read a lot I wrote a lot mm -hmm. um those were kind of little hobbies. I so just but, food. It was just like yeah, and I always food addiction or eating when you're bored or things like that. Eating when I'm bored. Yep. Um, my mom was never super heavy, but she was. I mean, she was, and she she did a diet with the oil under your tongue or something. The the HCG or whatever it oh, is. Oh, uh huh, uh huh. Mm -hmm. and that works for her and that you know when when then I tried that and it didn't it again didn't work as well and yeah um mm -hmm. I always learned to eat everything on your plate um and 
I just think that I was eating too much. Yeah. yeah. Using, using the food as comfort. The only, mm, the only thing that I could control. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's a big got, word. That's a, that's a huge word. Control is, is, uh, is tough. And, it was anything um, that I felt in control of. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is that food was the only thing that you felt like? I felt that it made me happy. Like putting things in my mouth made me happy. I guess I, I didn't have a specific trauma until I was in my early twenties when I was in a really, really toxic, um, abusive relationship that you know, abused me emotionally, physically, mentally, all of that. And then I do, I do remember my years of 22, 23, 24 were really heavy, Mm -hmm. really heavy. So I'd probably gain 50, 60 pounds in a matter of a year. It's, that was, that was a hard time in my life for sure. Yeah. And you know, if people ask all the time, how is food do that for you but unless you've been in these Mm -hmm. types of situations food is the only time you can get away or it's your only solace like it's the only time that you can sort of get in your little cave your comfort area sitting on your bed eating your or whatever and um it's sad but Mm -hmm. it, it happens a lot to us I think we all kind of you know I mean we all have had a horrible relationship in our lives maybe not to a certain extent but we've all had a shitty boyfriend at one time or another yeah. you know and to go back living at home I do remember we would have dinner at about uh, four in the afternoon because my dad worked overnight he still does but my dad worked my dad would work overnights and so we'd have to have dinner at four and then it always seemed like me and my mom were hungry again around seven so we will, we would sit down and, you know, watch our hour long show or something or whatever. And we would have a snack. I do remember that. And it's, you know, different habits instill every single day. Those were things. So me, you know, that was probably it too. Like just being in a not so good routine that we should have nipped in the butt really early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, because I've been in one of those relationships where it just takes your self-worth. It just rips you of your self-love and self-worth. It is literally gone because the more abusive it gets, the more you try to please and let's work this out. Let's do better. I'll do better. I'll try harder. And it just becomes this back and forth just this horrible thing to go through and I mean that must have been so hard for you and then you're you're eating you're hiding food I mean I did were you hiding food were you like sneaking off I do I yeah yeah yes yes definitely Mm -hmm. yeah I would do that and I would tell myself fuck him I'm going to get me a Starbucks Frappuccino. <laughs> like I deserved it. It's like, I deserve my Starbucks. Like I'm a grown ass woman, but I felt like I couldn't eat because he would say things like, oh, you don't need that. You don't need to eat that. Uh, you know, things like that. And I just felt like I could never eat. Like he would never let me eat. And I felt, I never felt ugly in my body until that relationship. Yeah. And then, I always felt beautiful and sexy and I didn't care. Like I didn't think about, I didn't have those thoughts until after that relationship. And then it was like, turn the lights off and, you know, don't look at me. And yeah, it kind of puts you in the corner. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I do remember when I was heavier, I thought a lot about what other people thought. Um, I, 
when you're bigger, you think about how long it's going to take you to get into the car. Oh, by you know, I better sit, you know, um, next to the door because it's, you know, because then I can get out first or I, you know, it's, it's not embarrassing to, to scoot your way through the car or, you know, or you'd be barely able to like even fit or get out of the car, or even fit to get in the car or something. You, you, you think about so much based on the way that you look or how heavy you are. And, mm. you know, I couldn't, I couldn't shop at American Eagle or I couldn't shop at, you know, Hollister or all the skinny girl clothes mm. stores. And so, you know, I couldn't go shopping with my friends very often. And, and it really, it really hurt not being able to wear like, you know, the boutique clothes and the cute little dresses and, you know, things, but I would wear like even one or two sizes too big because I wanted to cover it up. I didn't like, I didn't feel pretty mm-hmm. and I feel worthy. Well, your self-worth was your, it was already gone and you did that no matter what you wear, what you, you know, I would say things, well, do I look okay? Do you, do you like, are my clothes good for today or, yeah. or something? And he'd say, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what you put on. Yeah. Shitty things like that. They're just really, and at the time, I mean, cause you have your things you remember. Right. And yeah. so it, at the time you don't even hear it. And how much it's just stabbing you in the back. You know what I mean? You just sort of, well, like, I don't know. It just sort of rolls off. It's not till after you get out of that relationship and heal and find yourself. And so you're not with this guy anymore, right? Oh, that was years. Yeah, that was years and years ago. Yeah, good. So, so how was that like to have your surgery and start to lose your weight and find yourself again oh well <laughs> you know I've so I've been able to find her it's not been easy um I when I was 300 pounds I met a very nice guy and we lit we lived together and we just did life together. We were happy. We were content. Um, you know, here's this, here's this great guy that wants, wants love, wants, wants a family, wants everything. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with the idea of being in love. And we were together for five years and then engaged for one. And we got our house and when he proposed, I fell in love with the idea of, I fell in love with the idea of having a wedding. Every girl needs about their wedding. And then I was like, Anna, you're not truly happy. You're happy on the outside, but I was having more fun out with my friends out with whoever I was meeting because I ended up when I started to look better I was welcomed more by more people mm-hmm. and I started to hang out you know outside of work more often and you know my boyfriend at the time he supported that 100% he loved that I was you know doing more active things like rock climbing or you know, go like going really anywhere or, you know, mini golfing or like any, like any fun things with friends, spending time outside. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in um, a volleyball league, just that kind of stuff. I super enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And he was really introverted and liked his time at home after work. And we knew that time apart, you know, was really good for a relationship and then you know coming home or having a night just to us 
was really important too. And we did that, but it consisted of um, going out to eat and then going to Target or running a couple errands or just having a night in where one of us made dinner and then we watched our shows. And for me, yes, it was fun, but mm -hmm. I did find myself wanting to, to do other things, be, be around friends more often. And I consumed that, you know, that time with work and being gone more often. And it just, it came to the point where I didn't even want to come home anymore. You know, I loved him as a best friend. He was there for it. He was there during surgery. That's the hard part. And, you know, you hear about this a lot when you, after you have bariatric surgery, sometimes your partner it doesn't work because you start yeah. to find yourself and what you like and don't like. And sometimes we settle in those relationships. And then when we're like, I'm never going to settle again, you know, and I'm like, you, you realize what you're worth and you find yourself and you're happy. And, and sometimes your partner didn't align with that. And it just doesn't work. It, it happens yeah. more often than not. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I would be out and people would see the ring on my finger and they would just be like, you know, where's your fiance? You know, why, why doesn't he like, why isn't he out with you? And I just, I got tired of explaining, you know, that, you know, he's doesn't really love to come out, but he loves that I do it. And I, I, I came to the realization too, like if, um, if I'm going to be with somebody for a long time and get married to them, they better enjoy a lot of the same things that I do. And we better enjoy a lot of the same things together. Mm -hmm. So. No, you're right. How are you now with where you are and, you know, your weight loss, you're single, yeah. um, you're doing good. You're two years out. So what makes you successful in bariatric surgery? I, I'm happy. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's just, you know, you, you change what's not happy about you. And when you truly, truly in, in your heart, you know, you're happy and you're content with who you are and you start to really want to get up in the morning or you live you know you like you live for the people you're going to talk to or the or the you know inspiration or or anything um you're just excited for what you've become and when when I started to do things easier or um one thing that super super helped me lose the weight I did was I got a coach at the gym held myself accountable you know he was a mentor it was really important to meet with him every week and be like hey I'm down another five pounds down another three pounds that was huge 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 mm. um having that and oh, doing things with weights or with pushing the tank or even running on the treadmill I would have never been able to do that ever 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 and I didn't and there were things that we couldn't do when when I started working out with the coach that we did and that yeah. was that that's was a, when it's a good feeling finding my active self yeah find, uh, finding the uh, one thing that my friends said to me too, um, after I really, really changed who I was and started finding my look and my, my new, my new self, one of my best friends said, Anna, now your outside matches your inside. Aww. 
I love yeah. that. I need to put yeah. that on a t-shirt. <laughs> That's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It was huge because I was like, wow. Wow, I really did this. Or, you know, um, and it's it's really a mind game too when you have been the fat girl in the group for so long you just get used to it mm-hmm. and you don't realize that hey you're not the fat girl in the group anymore mm-hmm. you look just like them or better better you do look better than them and it's it's not that oh now i look better than you so you know you're you can't hang out with you know you can't hang out with us anymore or it wasn't it wasn't that it was that I didn't have to think about not being welcomed into the group or not not being accepted by other people because I was already accepted or that that wasn't even it wasn't even on my radar like it wasn't I I just became so not worried about what other people thought mm-hmm. and so so bubbly so I like just just the other day I was at the gym and there was a lady that was working out she was probably as big as I was when I first started and I said thank you for being here you did yeah I said I said I'm so proud of you for being here you can do it you know, if you, if you ever feel like you can't do it or anything and you see me here or whatever, feel free to reach out or feel free to, you know, have me be your, you know, workout buddy or something. And that's something I would never, that's, I, I didn't have the confidence or the self-worth to, to put yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah, to walk up to somebody and do that. Um, I felt like, oh, well, what do I have to say that would make a difference? Or, well, they're not going to listen to me because I, you know, I'm fat or something. Or I hated, you know, in college, I hated doing the speeches because I was in front of my whole class. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, when I did my speeches in class, I would probably change my outfit 10 10 times and I would probably wear my Sphinx yeah you know anything that made me look skinnier or whatever Mm. or I wanted you know I wanted name brand things I wanted you know coaching Kate Spade things because it would make me feel and look better it would make me feel that I looked better or I was better than other people and it's sad it's sad to realize that but now I don't care what I wear it 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 doesn't matter to me yeah it's it's so weird I can put a pair of pants with a t-shirt on and yeah I'm good to go before it would take me forever I would yeah I would get a cami and a cardigan it's like how do I cover up I never felt comfortable in my clothes like that's Mm -hmm. a it's a sucky well not even in my clothes I never felt comfortable in my skin like yeah. never did I feel comfortable. And so to be, to lose the weight and gain that self-worth, like we're talking about and the love of self-love and just your relationship with yourself. And now I put anything on and I mean, I don't even think about it. I don't care if it's, oh, if it's too tight, like, I don't, I don't have to worry about, I don't worry about that anymore, which is a great feeling. Do you ever, or did you ever have the, the time where you didn't realize you were a size small or an extra small or a medium? I would always catch myself going to still the one X or extra large, you know, clothes. Cause that's what I was used to. And then I would go and try them on and I'd be like, Anna, this is way too big for you, mm-hmm. you know? And maybe the lady you know, in the dressing room would say, Hey, do you need anything? And I'd be like, well, I guess I need the size smaller. 
And I'd show her and she goes, no, you need like three sizes smaller. And I. The weird feeling. Yes. I mean, the, I remember doing an Instagram post when I was in a size 10. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in like, you know, the plus size anymore. And then, and then I was size eight and I was, you know, it, um, I did a post when I was at Lululemon. I never was able to wear those leggings. And when I was able to put on those leggings and they looked bomb. They are so good. I, they are so good for your booty, guys. What, Go get it for your booty. <laughs> or, um, even in the um, even in the summertime, I would wear long sleeves, you know, pushed up or I, I would wear a sweater in the morning and a sweater at night. Um, you never saw me in a tank top. And now I go out in a tank top just about every single day. How tall are you, by the way? Because I I'm think five, you're short. Five, yep. four? Nope. Five, two. You're five, two. Okay. You're five, two. I, you know, I was always the shorter, stubbier girl. And now mm-hmm. I'm cute and little and petite or, you know, still still got those thicker thighs but you know I um and that nice booty you know I was like yeah I worked for that or you know all I remember to like going to Target or going to stores and I would avoid where the mirrors were mm. I would like uh nope I gotta go this way because I know that there's a you know um the full body mirror over here um and now now in the last like year year and a half I'm like no I'm gonna walk past that mirror and I'm gonna take a picture actually because Mm -hmm. I you know I know that I am so proud of where I am now yeah and you know I can be like I I did that I did that and uh that's that's huge and showing showing even my extra skin I embrace it Mm -hmm. because people people will walk up people have walked up to me and said hey I can tell you've lost a lot of weight that's inspiring yeah yeah so what's bringing the tears on (laughs) is it just that you want to share your journey because you really were really lost and broken and bariatric surgery literally saved your life that's what I'm thinking my life and I I don't know what I would do without it I would probably still be in the most miserable relationship I would still be I would be not happy and I thank myself every day for just doing it yeah oh it's not easy not easy but just getting up and living your life and just deciding that no it's it's my turn it's my turn to be happy and then and then seeing yourself makes makes you so proud so proud of where you are it's it's, it's not sad tears it's happy tears it's like mm-hmm. you know talking about it is just more you know I would even be like more of an emotional wreck like months ago just because I can't believe where I am now or how mm-hmm. how much more I can do um I I've been a server for 17 years and the service industry is really all that I know um I do have a bachelor's degree in business administration with a major in management marketing but right out of college I had my first you know office job and I hated it because I was sedentary Mm -hmm. I was at a desk all day and I was really not talking to people I am such a people person I'm energized by people and I need to be around them yeah and so being a server does not feel like work to me it's exciting and I can work super long hours 
and not feel sore and not have my feet hurt anymore. I remember coming home from maybe even a six hour shift mm-hmm. and my feet would be so swollen. My ankles would be so swollen and I would just veg on the couch the rest of the night. And it's, it's sad to see what my life was. And now it's so much easier to work six to 12 hour shifts. And I am just moving around so fast. I do my job outstanding and my bosses, they're like, Anna, we don't know what we would do without you. Like you just, you just are like a rabbit, like the energizer rabbit. Like you just, you go and I run out food faster. I clean tables faster. I, when, when I realized that I could do so much more in my new body, that was, that was such a exciting thing for me to be like, wow, I can go through that door a whole lot easier. I can fit in small places to get, you know, different things to stock or, Mm -hmm. or I didn't have to ask people, you know, excuse me, excuse me. I, need to get through here I you know could fit in the smaller places and Mm -hmm. um there I mean there again too I I used to always worry about you know what other people would think if if they had to move to you know to to let me through or I would have to walk the long way around because I couldn't fit through you know, the, the chairs or the tables or something. And it, it, yeah. it, was, sad. it was, it was really sad. And I, I seemed to find, find even more of my happiness in my workplace, mm-hmm. be able to do it so much easier and faster. And mm-hmm. that's what I say to people too, like, find, find your happiness. If you're not happy at work or it doesn't support you in you know, in the life that you live, you know, if you have a sedentary job, make sure that, you know, you're either going to the gym before or after work, or even on your lunch break, because you're going to get it, you know, you're going to get back in that, you're going to get back in those habits of wanting to put things in your mouth or, you know, eating when you're bored. And especially with BSG, what I, what I have learned is eat eat when you're ready to have your meal. Mm-hmm. Don't graze. Try not to graze yeah. because that that only feeds your stomach and your brain to want more. Um, the first thing that my bariatric doctor had me learn was separating my food from my water or my beverages. Um, yeah. yeah don't try and drink your calories. She would always ask, you know, when you go to Starbucks, do you get, you know, the, the venti or do you get the grande and what do you normally get? And it was sad to tell her that, yeah, I would, you know, I would get a venti frappuccino or, you know, Mm -hmm. something, a ton of sugar in it. And now I look back on that and I'd be like, um, in that is as much calories as I eat in a day. Yeah. You just got to find your plate. My favorite yeah. is a dopio. And then I put my fair life protein uh, Ooh, yeah. shake in it. I just, I just pour it in there. Um, you know, and it's, I just get the, the caramel sweet cream cold foam. Cause I don't mm-hmm. care about carbs anymore. Um, like I'm, I mean, I don't think about carbs. I mean, for, for me, for what works for me is I, I pretty much eat what I want. I just don't eat a lot. So yeah. I'm, I, I'm okay well, with it. People will ask me, oh, you must be on a special diet the rest of your life. And I said, actually, no, I can eat, I can eat what everyone else eats or yeah. I can pasta, not no, like, yeah no, it, it, it doesn't set well with me and different foods are, you know, a no go anymore, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. There's alternatives. And whenever I'm out to eat or I go to, 
uh, potluck or I go to even a family family get together or holidays and there's there's always something for me to eat there and yeah my first Thanksgiving or my first Christmas it was crazy to have just not even a bite just a little bit of everything Mm -hmm. and it's weird. It's weird compared oh, to when we used to eat like a lot. <laughs> and then, yeah, then yeah. not even able to finish that. Yeah. And just astonished my family, astonished. Yeah. How are relationships now? Oh, you're single, you're working, you're doing good, you're living your best life. The, the, How dating, are now? the dating world is so much different when you're skinny than when you're fat. Um, I'm accepted by so many. I have, I don't want to say it, but like, I'm, I'm looking at so many guys and they're just saying, you are so hot. Like you like so proud of you for doing that or yeah, yes. And I'm just like, you are, you're really hot or like, yeah. One thing that I did, cause I, you know, I like the country boy, the, the country look. And there was somebody that just kind of walked by me one day and he I, was my type to a T. And I said, Hey, are you, do you have a brother or, you know, whatever, because you are fine as hell. He was like, no, but um, how would I give you my number? Because you're pretty cute yourself. And I was, oh, what? (laughs) So I'm literally shaking as he's giving me my number or as he's giving me his number. Like, I'm just like, whoa, I, you know, that's cool. You just did that. Yeah. That is the confidence that is, that just puts me over the moon. Like I, or when somebody would even walk up to me because they noticed me or I noticed them looking at me, you know, out of the corner of my eye. It's a good feeling. Yeah. When I was with my ex, I always felt like I needed to come home and tell him, you know, the looks that I got, or even when we were out in public, like I would tell him because I felt like, you know, another man was looking at me or something. And, you know, it's not, it's, you know, what ended our relationship, it, it wasn't that I was getting attention or getting anything from anybody else. It was mm-hmm. just that I was emotionally unattached. And I was not in love with the man that I was about to marry. And I, I was okay with that. I was okay with that. But me being the pleaser that I always am. Yeah. Uh, stayed with it. And I stuck with it for, you know, a longer time or longer than I should have and you know again I chose myself you know over you know over what it would do to somebody else because I didn't deserve it and he didn't deserve being with somebody that couldn't give him 110 percent or I knew that he was giving me a hundred and you know 100 percent and I couldn't um and I couldn't you know give him that back and he you know he deserved it so I just was ready to move on and find, you know, and find me. And now, now there's relationships that are building and expanding and different people have came back into my life. And and it's just, it's exciting to see where, where things are going, Mm -hmm. can go. And, you know, it works. VSG, you had VSG, I had VSG. It just works. It doesn't matter what bariatric surgery you get, whatever your doctor suggests, but it just, it just works. And, and I needed that restriction in my life. I really did need it. Like I, I was a binge eater, so I needed it and it saved my life. I'm so thankful for it. I think in a way I did binge eat different times and different Mm -hmm. times in my, because again, it was the only thing I was in control of and it made me happy. I felt accepted because I was able to eat whatever I wanted to. And 
it was readily available when I thought that I needed it or wanted it. And I used food as a mask. Yeah, we say that a lot, a cover, yeah, um, cover. protection. And yeah, um, yeah. Now, I mean, I would say back then I didn't think about food as much as I think about it now because I'm more conscious about what I eat, when I eat, how I eat. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't want to sit down in front of the TV with, yeah. with food and munch and munch and munch. And yeah. then all of a sudden your stomach feels so uncomfortable. I like to sit down and really watch what I'm eating because the second that I feel restriction or the second that I feel full, I push it away, mm-hmm. you know, or I get up and go back to work or, you know, I really like, I really like where I'm working now is because I, you know, I can take, you know, five, 10 minutes away from, you know, the floor and actually, actually eat. And, you know, it doesn't, you know, obviously it doesn't take us very long to eat, but it's, it's comforting to know that I have that support when I need it and where I need it and how I need it. Because, I remember just scarfing down whatever I could in the back. Like, you know, when there's like a mess up burger or something in a restaurant. I'm, yeah, I don't know. There seems to always be something. I always wondered we- what happened to that food. Because I, if I ever do that, which it didn't happen very often, unless it's like a really like I can't, it has wheat. You put regular bun or regular right. bread and not whatever. But I always feel bad about that, like sending it back. Like I feel bad, but at least somebody gets to eat it. That's good. Most, most of the time, there has been places that I've worked where that's not allowed at all, or different managers will let that slide or whatever. Because you know, why not? You're gonna put it in the trash. My God, let somebody eat it. Nobody touched it. Yeah. 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 I would feel and bad if it went in the trash. So. For the most part at, you know, at restaurants, if there's a, you know, pizza that's made wrong or yeah, like, you know, the wrong bun or really anything Mm -hmm. it's, it's there. And so, yes, I do remember making Mm -hmm. sure I had dinner before I went to work, but then I always knew in the back of my mind, there's going to be food there. And if I'm hungry, I'll always be able to eat. So I think I, I think I just ate too often yeah, and used, used the food as, you know, a comfort, mm-hmm. you know, what else am I going to do for, you know, the time mm-hmm. before I go to work? So now you're not in that abusive relationship or in the relationship anymore with your fiance, you're, mm-hmm. you've lost the weight, you're home, you're doing good, positive relationships. How do you cope with these, you know, emotional eating or bored eating? What did you change to make you successful now to not go back into those habits? I, I mean, again, not, not really having those foods around or really using it in moderation or just being so mindful. Um, still to this day, I weigh myself every day mm-hmm. to hold myself accountable. Um, and that's, that's what stuck with me. Um, that's what I started when I, I um, had the surgery. Cause I use this, I use this kind of, um, um, a chart that I had found on Instagram or, um, on our Pinterest or somewhere I found it. Uh-huh. And it, like every little box had a one, two, three, four, and it was a countdown to, losing 150 pounds. Oh, know, wow. or, I think I've seen those. Uh-huh. Yep. Countdown to losing hundred pounds. I, when I would be down two pounds, I would open up my Snapchat or my Instagram and I'd be like, I would literally have it watch me do, do the X's and it would just be like, all right, she can do it. She did it. Like, there yeah. you go. There's the proof. Like, and I would even write my weight, you know, on there too. And it was just such a motivation to be like, wow, I really lost all that. Or, um, 
when I, when I hit losing a hundred pounds, I think it was Christmas Eve or Christmas day. And I just said, that is such the best Christmas present anyone could give yourself. Yeah. That's beautiful. It was, it was exciting. Um, and then, um, in December I got this tattoo that says 310 never again. Can you see it? Oh, wow. Yes, I can. That's, that's cool. Yeah. So that was my heaviest weight. And then 310 never again. It's just something that I just thought about one day and I was like, I'm going to go get this tattoo. There's not a second that goes by that I don't see that number and remember that pain. Yeah. Yeah. Never again. Yeah. 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 Never, ever, ever. I love that. Do you have any words of wisdom or advice that you'd like to share? You're not alone. You know, there's somebody out there that's in the same boat as you, as you are, or was in the same boat as you. And don't, don't be afraid to reach out and say, Hey, how do you do this? Or, you know, what can I do? Or what doctor did you go to or, or anything? I, I remember going to my one year post-op, post-op appointment and I did not know that my surgeon was going to be there too. And they both walked in the room and they started tearing up. I just, it's cool. It's so, it's so exciting to see changes in your life that are making you happier. That's one big thing I would say is if you're not happy, change it. You can change it. Mm-hmm. You do have the ability to do it and you have the resources out there to help you. Um, and it's, yes, it's not going to be easy. It's not a walk in the park or what I, oh, what I hate so much is when people tell me, oh, you just said weight loss surgery. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not the easy way out. It's not because the doctors give you a tool and it's up to you to leave that hospital and change your life. It's not a, it's not a magic pillar. It's not a magic, you know, operation that just, whoa, you know, takes, takes out your stomach or, you know, whatever it's, it's, it's not, it's not easy. It's even harder. And, you know, I, I remember seeing, you know, the plates of, you know, the food. And I would be like, I used to be able to eat all of this. I'm never going to be able to eat a whole burger, you know, ever again, or I'm never going to be able to eat the bun and the burger and, you know, and the bottom bun or, or nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I might be able to have one or two bites of, you know, of all of that by, you know, but by that time I'm full. So it's just learning what works for you and your new meal portions and you know what what you do but any any advice I would give is just do it just make little changes until until you see results and if there's something that's you know enabling you to keep the weight on try and you know avoid that or mm-hmm. instead of sitting down in front of the TV with the whole bag of chips, try and just put them in a small bowl in the kitchen and, you know, and then sitting down. Um, because yeah, we get in that mindless eating where we're just not conscious about what we're putting in our mouth. That's it. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And making sure that you get rid of, you know, the clothes that are too big for you is huge because you're never going to wear them again. Let them go. Just let them go. If you think you're going to take, take your Instagram pictures first and then let them go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Through, through the times of me moving, I have my jeans in a size 24 and my shirt in a three X. I still have those with me. And I just, I unfold them every once in a while and it'd be like, I used to wear that and that is just it's huge because Mm -hmm. 
like I've taken pictures of me in one leg of you know of the pants or of the jeans and I it just astounds me and it gives you much excitement and motivation to just keep going and be that inspiration for people it's encouraging it's encouraging that's why I keep you know posting and reaching out whatever I can do to help you is enough recognition for me but -hmm. just knowing where I was and where I am now is inspiring yes well I appreciate you and I appreciate you sharing your story I think it's very touching and it rings true, I think, to a lot of women out there who, unfortunately, we aren't being treated the way we should be treated. And, you know, we just sort of forget what we're worth. And mm-hmm. it's a hard thing to go through. But it's just beautiful to see that you you came out the other end and you're doing great. And I'm happy for you. Thank yeah. you so much, Anna, mm-hmm. for reaching out, for being here and chatting with me. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, I'm so excited and happy to have talked to you. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcast. And check us out at Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash fairy diaries for more exclusive content, deep dives, and info on upcoming events. Don't forget. Follow us on social media. See you there.